0: welcome welcome friends and strangers today we're going to talk about a character that has often made the news in relationship to different political debates and of course that's dr phil now you might remember very famous segments from dr phil featuring matt walsh where he went up against the two transes, and, of course, the virality on the internet that resulted from that. And I'm not just talking about the segment going viral. I'm talking about the actual viral infections that you and I all got from watching that segment. Well, in this one, they actually decided to take on the issue, to tackle the issue of defunding the police. And I found this segment, which hasn't been getting a lot of attention quite hilarious quite funny and I think that Dr. Phil might actually be secretly low-key as the kids like to say it basted that's right Dr. Phil goes up against these defund the police activists sure he plays both sides here and there but there are a couple of key moments where he just shuts that nonsense down and I gotta pay my respects to Dr. Phil Oprah Winfrey's illegitimate father of her son or whatever, you know what I'm talking about, you remember the Dave Chappelle sketch, whatever, whatever, we gotta talk about it today. But before we get into it, we have a sponsor, so let me toss it to the sponsor, very quick ad read, and then we'll discuss everything on the other side, and you will be ever richer for it. If you've noticed an increase in wrinkles, fine lines, and bags under your eyes, guess what, you might not just be dealing with the normal signs of stress because of the new year, you might actually have had a decrease in your production of collagen within your body. You might also be noticing that your skin elasticity is a little bit down. Your hair's thin, and your skin overall is also thin. This is largely due to the fact that our body slows down its natural collagen production, and one of the things you could do to fight back against it is go over to healthwithjustice.com and get yourself this amazing collagen powder. There are five different types of collagen in here. It will make you look and feel younger, And this amazing formula can be yours risk-free 60-day money-back guarantee for 51% off at healthwithjustice.com or restore your collagen today, healthwithjustice.com.
1: Now joining me today are Kat Brooks. Executive director of the Justice Teams Network and co founder of the Anti Police Terror Project.
0: So we're getting right into it and we're meeting the people that are brought on on the panel in order to discuss this topic. And as you can see, the first person is the founder of an organization or a co founder of the organization called the Police Terror Project or Anti Police Terror Project. So you already know that this is going to be an anti cop lunatic. But next up, we don't have this particularly pro police person. You'll see who she is. Let's see if you remember her.
1: Carmen Best, former Seattle police chief and now author of Black in Blue, Lessons on Leadership, Breaking Barriers, and Racial Reconciliation. And for those of you who don't know who this is, this is actually the
0: former Seattle police chief, the first black female police chief in Seattle, who had her funding cut, and particularly her payment cut, so she made less than her previous white counterpart after the George Floyd riots during the whole Chaz thing, and she eventually resigned, but then she wrote a book about how she's still left-wing, but she really doesn't like the fact that the left-wing Seattle City Council ended up cutting her police department's funding and her paycheck specifically, and that's why she resigned next up on
1: our list along with michael denzel smith award-winning author writer in residence at hunter college and podcast host is this hunter college professor and we're not going to get
0: into it right now but there's a way that this guy talks that you know makes the pattern recognition portion of my brain light up even though the greatest crime you could commit on youtube is to recognize patterns now if you'll notice all three of the people presented so far are black, two of them are women, and now we're going to go to the white guy who happens to be some kind of very pro-police person, which is unsurprising that Dr. Phil would use this person to represent that ideology.
1: Mark Powell, a former reserve San Diego police officer and former vice president of the San Diego County Office of Education. So when a panel is set
0: up in such a way like this, it ends up lighting up some red flags in my brain much like the pattern recognition portion of my brain. Because What you have is two staunchly anti-law enforcement people then one person who is in the middle, far too towards the left wing, and then one pro-cop person. So you see that this is pretty much set up so that the anti-police, or at least appears to be set up, so that the anti-police portion of the conversation ends up having an advantage. However, I was pleasantly surprised by the way that this segment went because eventually these crazy people ended up being destroyed by Dr. Phil being basted, as the kids like to say.
1: Be fun the police was the best terminology (laughs) or that it got interpreted exactly the way it was originally intended. So I'm curious how you guys feel about it. I'll, I'll start with you as a former police chief. What's your take on all this? Yeah, well, just as you said, Dr. Phil, one of the things that I thought was
2: quite confusing from the beginning was when you say defund the police, Depending upon whom you're talking to, it means different things to different people. So some people would say it means divest and invest in other areas. Some people say it means abolish. And so we needed to at least have a clear definition to actually figure out what are we talking about when we say that.
0: So the opening salvo of this talks about how defund the police doesn't actually mean defund the police, but then eventually we get to the point where it does mean defund the police. It does mean abolish the police. So we have people say, oh, well, sometimes they talk about paying for mental health or whatever, whatever social programs no big deal and then they transition to these other people some things that that i do want to address actually there was not
3: confusion um about what defund means until law enforcement inserted that confusion what i can say is that organizers creators of this movement were always very clear that it was about redirecting resources
0: to things that actually keep us safe we're saying the only people who ever confused anybody related to what defund and abolish the police means are law enforcement propagandists when you're saying uh suddenly we see people talking about abolish well defunding
4: Comes from an abolitionist perspective, right. right? It is a long term project that says, how do we create the conditions under which policing would not be necessary?
0: And then this guy who has that way of talking that lights up the pattern recognition portion of my brain says, actually, defund the police comes from an abolishment perspective, and it helps us get to the point where we realize where we could get to where it's necessary, where we don't have law enforcement at all. And this guy is gonna be the absolute worst in terms of argumentation. I mean, this woman was pretty bad. She talked about how black people are disproportionately targeted by the criminal justice system. When we're talking about a
3: society where one in every 1,000 black men can expect to be killed by law enforcement, we have not made progress. When we talk about a society where black folks, in particular, make up the majority of people that are profiled targeted incarcerated um by our criminal legal system, we are not talking about progress
0: and they end up getting incarcerated more. And I can't understand why because I've never seen any crime statistics ever in existence ever. well,
4: defunding comes from an abolitionist perspective right right? it is a long-term project that says how do we create the conditions under which policing would not be necessary and defund is the policy that says well the city a city budget has this much money going to police and this smaller amount of money going toward roads towards housing towards schools towards recreation why don't we take some of this money over here move it over here
0: so yeah defund the police isn't the same thing as abolishing the police i mean it comes from an abolitionist perspective and we're trying to get to the point where we don't have the police at all but you got to think about it we want some roads and we want some recreational centers midnight basketball or something like that and the police budget is preventing us from having that and what we need to do is get to the point where we don't need the police but Remember, this is totally not about abolishing the police, not at all. What we're trying to accomplish is, again, what does it
4: mean for communities to actually be safe? And what we've shown time and time again is that more funding toward policing does not work the question is uh, to me it's not mm-hmm. about whether or not you, you you support defunding it's like what does the budget look like and how many officers will there need to be in order for the, you to eliminate crime like can that answer can that question be answered
0: so ultimately we get to the stupidest point that you could possibly make which is how many officers do you need before crime is eliminated altogether now we should all understand at a base level and this guy is a professor at a college so it's kind of shameful that he doesn't get this that what we're trying to do is reduce crime proportionally we understand that to a certain extent crime is going to happen but what we want to do is set up a series of consequences to reduce it however possible it is to be reduced we don't necessarily try to get rid of all crime altogether that would be great but in reality that's not going to happen in a free society people get into conflicts assaults and all these things happen and you have to manage the consequences of crime while simultaneously punishing the criminals and hopefully you could get to a point where you're rehabilitating criminals or you're preventing crimes but But overall, you need a response to the crime, which happens largely because of human nature. People want things. There's always going to be a certain amount of people who take a shortcut, who try to steal, who try to hurt other people in order to get what they want. But that's what we have law enforcement in response to this guy's saying oh well you know we need to figure out where we need to go to get zero crime you don't have an answer to that therefore get rid of all the police because something something subscribe to my podcast struggling under the public backlash
2: 20 percent of the force have left in the past year and a half
3: i chair the african-american community advisory for the seattle police department it's a tough role to have a lot of people have turned on me call me a cop lover
0: traitor so i wanted to start with this person which is somebody that they brought in as a guest because she was a part of one of these civilian review boards that got instituted and because she wasn't in favor of abolishing the police or defunding the police you know because it leads to crime and all sorts of other consequences that are negative and hurt black people disproportionately she was considered a race traitor but there's another point that she brought up that i need to play for you i want you to keep it in your brain going forward because it's really going to help us understand why the numbers being presented by the left-wing side in this case are actually quite deceptive i I think people do misunderstand that word and
3: they it's right there with abolishing the police one city council started talking about defunding the police hell broke out it's unsafe here We've lost three to four hundred officers. We're in crisis and I think we're doomed. I I don't even know if we can get back to where we were.
0: So that's crucial. They've lost three to four hundred officers in the city of Seattle. The Seattle PD is down three to four hundred officers. And that's something that you guys need to understand in terms of the defund the police conversation is that nationwide we have a shortage of police officers. The NYPD had about four thousand officers either retire early or leave the force or resign and other police departments have had similar situations like that and that's something that really really needs to be emphasized and you're going to find out a little bit later why i'm highlighting this point and making sure you guys know that it's not just in the city of seattle it's not just in this individual place or that it's a nationwide issue
1: mark you say san diego is down 300 officers yes that's correct has it had an effect it's been a horrible
2: effect the the defunding plan has failed. It's a complete disaster. Our police are less safe and the neighborhoods that need police the most are the ones that most affected because it's the neighborhoods that are underserved, the underserved populations that need police. They can't afford to pay for pricey private securities or high-end surveillance cameras. Those are the people that are suffering and make no mistake about it. Defund means take away money from police. that were already running on tight budgets anyway. So this
0: guy makes the case that defund the police does hurt the police departments and that their budgets were already tight. They already had to do a lot with not that much money and that causes all these other problems. Then you have to train officers properly you put, and you a have A bazillion to get, dollars in training.
3: Yep. A bazillion dollars in cultural you, competency d- training. A bazillion dollars in body cameras. A bazillion dollars in all these things. And nothing gets better. And is I'm wondering the vast majority of have not
1: funded.
0: And in response, we have this lady. Deciding to make up numbers, you had a bazillion dollars for this and a bazillion dollars for that. You have all this money out the wazoo. I don't know why you're complaining about money being removed. We decided as activists, because we hate police, that you have too much money. Therefore, you should be able to do your jobs completely and competently based on the budget cuts that we dealt to you. Yes, it just no, has no, not it's happened. It's crime gone on
3: just mis- crime has gone up. This has just. I'm sorry.
0: So I love the fact that they're yelling at each other at this point because she's like, they haven't defunded. They haven't defunded. And this is a very common talking point that you hear across the left wing that you didn't actually do the left wing policies enough. You didn't actually pull enough money away from the police. So you can't blame the rise in crime on us, even though when we started advocating for these policies people predicted a rise in crime, and then the rise in crime happened. You can't just draw that one-to-one comparison because we decided to make safe harbor for criminals with all these different reforms that are not even necessarily defunding the police, but they also have negative impacts, and they're also very pro-criminal, like bail reform. Bail reform statewide in New York did not cut the budget for police, but what it did do was make sure that these criminals get released automatically same day. Now, they also did budget... cuts for the police here and there in the mypd and in other parts of the state and other parts of the country but again we're going to get into that just a little bit later hold on to your hats people and if you don't have a hat go out and buy one put it in your hand and hold on to it
1: but at least in la budgets were temporarily reduced most of the reduction was replaced with overtime with the officers they had or the reduction was part of city-wide reduction so this is the nonsensical point that is brought up often by the left wing and
0: dr phil dropping his bastedness in order to bring it up is really disappointing
1: and most of the defunding diversion or reduction was regained the next year. So there hasn't really been a defunding of the in some cases police. I
0: think now, while in a certain sense, this is true, you can look at certain police budgets that were cut in the height of the George Floyd riots only to have their funding restored a year later. Therefore, everything should be all good in the hood. But in reality, that is not how it works. If you cut the budgets of your police, if you start putting out all these reforms, all this anti police propaganda from the city council, from the state legislature, and that ...causes hundreds of officers, or in the NYPD's case thousands of officers to resign or retire, returning the dollar amount to where it was before you started doing all this nonsense does not magically make those officers re-manifest. I mean, the NYPD actually canceled the recruiting class and a bunch of other city police departments did so the same. So even trying to replenish in terms of raw numbers with the officers is not easily done when you cut recruiting off at the knees and you lost all of these veteran officers. Also, the officers that are coming in the new recruits even if you try to broaden your recruiting class are just not going to have the skills necessary to be as effective as what you lost so that one year of reducing funding that one year of canceling a recruiting class that one year of incentivizing officers to go into early retirement to resign etc to leave the police department is going to have negative effects on your department for years there's going to be long-term consequences for this because you drive down people's aspiration to become officers, you get lower quality candidates. And because so many officers left at the same time, due to the fact that you instituted all these left wing reforms, you're going to end up recruiting from a weaker and weaker pool of candidates. And since it's a nationwide thing, every department is going to be competing for fewer and fewer candidates, which means they're going to be of lower quality. So yeah, saying dollar amount went down, but then went back up is not a solution to any of the issues issues I just laid out for you. When you have 9% inflation and gas prices that were pushing 10
2: bucks a gallon in Los Angeles, okay. and you leave the police budget the same when health care goes up, when, when, when food prices go up, and you have these... So everything not up. answering... my poll- point is, what, by point? not adding money you're just defunding them just by regular economics now
0: he makes the point that because of inflation because of all these other issues that are going on with the police department that returning the dollar amount to the same previous dollar amount not counting for inflation isn't really restoring funding this is also a good point But overall, the issues that I brought up are still applicable even if you did adjust it for inflation, restore the police budget to exactly where it was prior to the George Floyd riots.
3: People want to blame defund, which just did not happen in any significant degree across the country. That's just not true on the rise in crime.
0: It did happen in a significant way. It caused officers to leave the police forces. And yes, it is a contributing factor to the criminality that we've seen spike nationwide. And by the way, we actually have. A legitimate example of defund the police. I did a whole video on it. It was out of New Orleans, which actually did this before the George Floyd riots, due to the fact that they ran out of budget and all that. They froze the police budget, they ended up cutting the funding eventually, and they reduced the number of officers that they had from 1,200 to 900. Now in New Orleans, carjackings are at all-time highs. They leapfrogged a bunch of other cities for the top spot in terms of murder rate, and if you have an issue, if you need to file a police report, they don't have enough people to come out and take those reports, so you're just suggested to file those reports online so if you want to learn about how cutting your police force down to the bare bones actually results in a dramatic increase in crime and i know new orleans was bad before but it's even worse now even worse now then go watch that video and learn about that in full. That is the legacy of defund the police. Those are the consequences of the policies that these buffoonish left-wingers advocate for.
3: Happened because the economic pandemic came hot on the heels of the coronavirus pandemic, which means that people that were housing secure became more housing insecure or homeless. People that were food insecure became more food insecure or starving. When we do not address people's basic needs and we force people to make a living, underground, you're going to see a spike in crime. So defund hit the, the streets the same time as the economic pandemic did, but defund did not cause the spike in crime
0: so this woman tries to make the case that it's actually poverty and we need to arrest poverty and if only we could put out an apv on poverty somebody could tell us what poverty was wearing and the cops could go out and arrest that poverty throw it in jail we're gonna put it on trial give it a death sentence and that would solve all the problems but this woman responds with i've seen the shoplifting videos i've seen the shoplifting in person these people are stealing alcohol and all sorts of stuff that are not necessities they're not aladdin stop pretending that they're aladdin uh,
3: it absolutely
0: did do something
3: i i i can't even tell you how many times i've been in, in stores where people walk in and it's not food it's alcohol clothes and um there was one woman and i confronted her and I said put it back and she said no i said well i'm calling the police and she laughs he goes they won't show up you don't have enough of them which is true what would so you say if i told not- you that that the police calls 911 calls for violent crime Make up approximately 5% of the calls that police departments get. This
0: retort is so unbelievably and unbearably stupid, it kind of defies the logic that a human being that is allegedly sentient would say it. She's like, did you know that around 5% of the calls are 911 calls related to violent crime? Just 5%. Therefore, we don't need the police for 95% of situations. Uh, Let's be clear about something. If somebody breaks into your car and steals your stuff, they may have not punched you in the face, but that is a legitimate crime. If somebody steals your bike, if somebody is shoplifting, if somebody robs a bank but they don't hurt anybody... Guess what? That's still a serious crime. It still has serious consequences to it. Just because somebody doesn't punch you in the face doesn't mean that's no big deal. And our issue is we need to deploy the social workers. So that's a stupid point. It's a buffoonish point. Hold on, call.
1: And you're exactly right. There are about 10 million arrests per year. 80% of them are for nonviolent crimes. Less than 5% are for violent crimes. And your point is what i love the way that dr phil asked this question
0: he's like your point is what who the hell cares about that point what are you trying to say that doesn't mean anything and the lady has to deflect to Oh, the police aren't very good at solving certain problems and we don't need them to be the answer to all social ills and blah, 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 But Shut up.
3: My point is, is that if we stop utilizing police to be the answer to every single social ill we have, which, by the way, they're not very good at doing, we redirect those resources, pay people living wage jobs and to be able to go out and respond to things like mental health crisis, to substance abuse issues, to towing cars, to animal control. People, police will be able to respond to violent crime. But that is not what is happening. I'm
0: sorry, but no... Absolutely not. No way. I'm all in favor of training police officers or at least a specific unit of police officers like the crisis intervention team in San Antonio to deal with mental health issues. But the idea that we're going to send out a bunch of civilians on these 911 calls to deal with dangerous individuals is just not a solution to anything. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And by the way, when you get a 911 call, just like when you pull somebody over, you have no idea most of the time when that interaction is going to go south. So there's no way to know whether or not you're going to be able to deploy a social worker to this nonviolent situation, or you need a police officer that's going to have to respond to force based solely on the information that you get in the beginning of the call, which is why we deploy police officers. Now, they actually bring on a guy, and again, you could watch the whole segment if you want to hear it, who talks about how he was quite literally talked off the ledge by the police. It's a nice story, but I don't think an individual example really hammers this home. I think that what we need to do is look at the impacts of police in their totality. This is the same or equivalent to saying this bad instance shows that we need to defund the police, which honestly gets us in a lot of trouble. We need to focus overall on the overall data and numbers. But it spawns off into this conversation about mental health issues and all this stuff, and it leads us to this guy, the Hunter College professor, asking an understatement, unbelievably stupid question
2: there does need to be an investment in people who can deal with people who are mental health crisis and i would agree with you that maybe the officers aren't the best responder but once a person's decided that you know they're going to run around their apartment and chase people with a machete or whatever that thing is where it becomes violent you do need a police response i wouldn't want my 30 year old daughter
0: so you see this guy so she just laid out a scenario where somebody's running around an apartment swinging machete threatening people inside that apartment, and she says, in that situation, obviously, you need a police officer, and remember, these people are totally not about abolishing the police or anything like that, defund the police just means, let's fund some midnight basketball, because I don't know if you know this, if we have kids playing midnight basketball, then that means they're not gonna do no more crimes or nothing like that, you don't need no law enforcement, you just need more midnight basketball, but then, the professor is like, why, why? Why? You could see the expression on his face because he's actually anti-cop. He's trying to hide the ball throughout this whole segment. But here's where it comes out.
2: I have to be, I have I'll a, tell like, you why. Let and- me answer that yeah. from a mental health perspective.
1: Yeah. When you have someone in an agitated, even a psychotic episode, you truly need a mental health professional to deal with that. But there are times that those people become homicidal become self-destructive and you do need someone there with authority and the ability to stop that person in their tracks if that's what's necessary so there
0: you have dr phil just breaking it down he hears this guy going why why and he says listen as somebody who deals with people with mental issues, let me tell you, some percentage of them are not just mental health versions of Aladdin. They're actually dangerous people. And yes, you need somebody with authority that can stop that person. And this is coming from a guy who's all about talking out your problems, who's all about doctors and mental health professionals intervening, telling the truth, laying it out like it is. And Dr. Phil, you have restored yourself to the bastedness that I claimed you were earlier on in this video. When we talk about policing, we
4: are we're already too late at every issue at every junction we're talking about something that's too late that we have not funded that we have not addressed as a social ill that we have defunded over and over again if we're talking about a police officer responding to a rape there's already been a rape that's the problem and the police officer did not prevent that the funding
0: for the police officers did not prevent that this guy is a professor at a university this guy teaches children And that is the low level of intellect that he is armed with going into that profession. When we talk about a rape, the police didn't prevent that rape. Therefore, there's really no need for the police. You know, I was on the Break the Rules podcast not that long ago, debating one of these crazy people who said that the police are useless because they don't prevent any crime, as if the standard of policing in the United States of America, or anywhere in the world, is minority report. Basically, if you don't stop the crime before it happens, based on the fact that you got psychics in the pod, then therefore, they don't count for anything. This is ridiculous, absurd, and insane. You need a agency, you need somebody to respond to the crimes after to the fact. Obviously, you're not going to prevent each and every individual crime, but you need people to investigate the crimes. You need people to arrest the people committing the crimes so that they could put on trial and receive consequences for that. Just because the police aren't omnipresent and they can't stop each and every individual instance of criminality doesn't mean they're a useless institution. And I cannot believe I'm explaining this to somebody who's over the age of four years old. They are not enough of a deterrent to prevent the are things. That- so they're not enough of a deterrent deterrent to prevent every crime so we need to take some of that money and put it towards midnight basketball and I know I keep making fun of midnight basketball and I keep playing that as an option but this is a real thing that people bring up these are real programs that people say allegedly will prevent crime and I defy you to go on the internet and look up the phrase shooting at midnight basketball to understand how this does not actually solve the problem you're driving
2: down the freeway and you see a highway patrol officer on the freeway you slow down No, many people don't. No, they slow down, and when you
0: see a cop in a parking lot, people will probably not want to do a crime right when their cop is there. This guy's so unbelievably stupid. If you're speeding and you spot a cop car... You slow down. That's all this guy said. And he said, no, many people don't. Many people don't. Yeah, those people are stupid, and they end up with tickets. That's the response. But yeah, this is something that happens. Everybody, when they see a cop or a cop gets behind them, they get a little bit nervous. They end up driving a little bit differently. And that is due in part to the deterrent effect because most people are worried about consequences. Maybe this guy hits the gas pedal. He accelerates like crazy every time he sees a cop. Although I sincerely doubt he does that. And the other example he brings up is that if a cop is spotted in a parking lot, the chances of somebody breaking into a car or whatever are significantly reduced. Obviously, there's some level of deterrent effect. But what this guy is saying is that if they don't deter all crime, therefore they're deterring no crime, which is just so unfathomably stupid. And again, it's coming from a professor.
1: It doesn't need to be either or. There's a point at which... Law enforcement and public health intersect. And you're talking about a public health issue, and you guys are talking about a law enforcement issue, and both of them are legitimate societal needs. Mm -hmm. And you're, Michael, you're not saying we don't need police, that. Oh, I am. I gotta love the fact
0: that Dr. Phil is trying to bridge the gap here. He's trying to find this moderate alignment. He's saying, Michael, Mr. Hunter College professor, you're not saying that we don't need the police. And then the guy's like, oh, I am. I am saying that we need them. So why does this guy have to lie earlier and say, when I say defund the police, all I'm talking about is just taking a little bit of the money away from the police department. No, he's in favor of abolishing the police because he's a professor. He doesn't have to actually hold down a job where there's actual standards and consequences he has 10 years so he can be as dumb and as buffoonish as humanly possible and that is on full display right here
1: if so if someone is doing a home invasion or committing an armed robbery you don't think there's a role for police See to intervene with so Dr. Phil asks a very
0: basic, simple, straightforward question. He says, Look, you're saying that if there's a home invasion or home robbery, that you don't think that there should be a police response. And let's hear this guy respond to this obvious question where the question's answer is obviously yes. If somebody breaks into your house, you either need the police, or more accurately, since police response times are pretty slow, you would likely want to have some kind of tool to defend yourself, a force multiplier. like a firearm. But again, we're not gonna get that good answer from this person. We're gonna get a such a stupid answer that I just have to play it for you.
4: What your question is presuming is a world as it exists currently, right? And so when I say oh, I don't believe there's a role for that there's a need for police, what I'm saying is that. There has been so little investment in creating the conditions under which police would not be necessary,
0: and that that is the issue. Yeah, so this buffoon, again, professor at Hunter College, somebody who teaches the youth, says, Listen, Dr. Phil, your question about a break-in, your very straightforward question about somebody breaking in to do you harm in your own home— Presupposes that we live in the current world that we live in. My issue is that we haven't spent enough money on creating a world or thinking about or imagining or having a conversation about a world where police wouldn't be needed. So, what you need to do is go up to the burglar and say, Hey, listen, right now in the here and now, you're about to stab me in my heart, but I want you to think about a world where you wouldn't be doing that as you stay I, 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 I'm dying, I got stabbed in the heart. And people are creations of the
4: society in which they live in. And if you are a society that has such massive inequality, and you are a society that is based on racial and gendered hierarchies, and you are a society that deprives people of the resources that they need to live, talking about housing, clean water, food, all of these things that are part of an equitable society, you're talking about people that will do desperate things in order to survive. And so you're not solving anything by arresting those people you are not solving anything by shooting and killing those people yeah so his response
0: is to cry about how oh we don't have an equitable society we're denying these people resources by not wanting to get killed for those resources it's so sad and you don't solve anything by arresting the person who come into your house and is ready to kill you and your family and your wife and all that. What you need to do is think about equity and think about the racial hierarchy and all these other esoteric problems that are totally, definitely related and not ridiculous and absurd. And Dr. Phil actually lays the smackdown on this person and we gotta play that clip because we're getting back to Basted, as the kids like to say it, Dr. Phil.
1: I agree with you 100% on society's failures about how that person became a criminal.
0: So Dr. Phil's just wrong right here. He shouldn't agree with this part 100%. But again, that's just a prelude. He's throwing out the little bit of bait before he snaps the trap on him.
1: My point is we also live in the here and now. And if someone invades my home and has my wife held hostage in the bedroom tonight, I don't give two about where they came from tonight. What I I care about is a solution tonight. That doesn't mean that we don't need to solve the problem so my grandchildren don't get held hostage in their bedrooms 20 years from now. But when you say we don't need police because... Of developmental failures, that doesn't solve the problems that are occurring tonight, tomorrow night, the next night. Those things have to be dealt
0: with. Yeah, Dr. Phil just nuked this guy's face off in the only way that you can do on daytime television. And what a lot of these people fail to understand, or maybe they're just dumbly falling into this fallacy is that looking for root causes is not necessarily the most productive way to spend your time. One of the things that I'm often quoted as saying on this channel is that root causes aren't any more important than any other type of cause. If you have a problem, sometimes the most efficient way to deal with that problem is to address the symptoms of that problem in order to get the best results. And often I liken this to a medical situation, for instance, the transmission of HIV. You can focus on where that virus Originated from whether it's the Reese's monkeys or the CIA or whatever conspiracy theory you have related to that because that's the root cause, but in reality, solving that root cause in the monkeys or in the CIA. Or wherever doesn't actually help people in the here and now that are infected and need their symptoms managed. Sometimes, and this is why when we spend money on research, we spend money on symptom mitigation disproportionately because that's the most efficient way to deal with those problems. Like a cure would be great, a cure at the origin point would be absolutely wonderful, but in reality, that just isn't the most efficient way, especially when you have limited amounts of resources. Not to mention all these causes like poverty and inequality and all that all fall apart under scrutiny we've seen crime go up As incomes have gone up, we've seen crime go down as incomes have gone down during recessions and all of that, so it doesn't make any sense in a logical way to even trust that these root causes are legit, but even if they are, the idea that addressing them is the most efficient way to deal with the problem of criminality is just not logical. It's not sensible. You can get far more efficient results by making sure you put enough barriers, enough deterrence to criminality, enough consequences to prevent people from committing crimes and by the way that actually leads you to be able to address issues like poverty in a much more significant and substantial way because a lot of times one of the causes of poverty is lawlessness. That drives up costs for these people to live. It drives down their options in terms of stores and all kinds of things, which reduces jobs, reduces investments, increases insurance premiums, and causes all kinds of negative consequences to people living in low-income neighborhoods that are afflicted by crime that you don't have to deal with Or you could mitigate by addressing the crime first.
4: I I I truly, and I'm not I'm not being because I hear you. That is the fear that continues to drive us toward more police. No, that though. is the
1: reality in which that we live. Fear. That's not that is, a fear. Yes, fear it is, a is the fear anxiety or anticipation an of something that, that, that may happen. There. What I'm describing is something that is happening, and we have to have guardrails. We have to have someone to turn to. We have to have someone on the end of 911.
0: So Dr. Phil just totally smoked this guy, humiliated him, humbled him, and he tried that technique that lefties often try, which is talking their weaselly, nasally voice or anything like that. But one of the ways you know for sure that Dr. Phil humbled this man, humiliated him, shamed him, named him, put him on national television and blasted him is the fact that they cut to Dr. Phil's wife thirsting after him as he was talking i mean look this is daytime television it's supposed to be meant for a family audience but i think we're all gonna have to write letters to the fcc based on the way that dr phil's wife is looking at him and the fact that they decided to show us this because apparently dr Phil saying i want somebody to go save my wife is a huge turn on for this woman and again i was not ready for it i'm sorry that i have to point it out to you guys because i don't think you guys were ready for it but it happened on television and Every time I make a point going forward, I might actually have to cut to Dr. Phil's wife thirsting after Dr. Phil, pretending that that is the reaction from women across the country. Seriously, look at this woman's face tell me this isn't odd when I point out exactly what's happening. Now look, I will link the full episode in the description box of this video so you could check it out for yourself, form your own opinion, and all that, but overall, I found it quite interesting that Dr. Phil had enough with these activists, their ridiculous and absurd talking points, and these activists still can't present themselves in a way that makes them seem sane. Defund the police is idiotic. It always has been idiotic. Abolish the police is also idiotic. These people live in a fantasy land. They're activists motivated solely by ideology, and, of course, they're pro-criminal. They express more sympathy for the criminal, watch the whole segment for yourself, than they do for the actual victims. They often portray them as the victims of inequality, racial injustice, and all these other things, when in reality, they went out and murdered somebody, when in reality, they went out and stole from somebody within that same community most of the time that was actually hardworking and did the right thing. They're the people that are driving these communities into poverty, and we need to recognize them ...for the scum that they actually are, and stop pretending that they're the victims of circumstance. And I give Dr. Phil a lot of credit, because he's not all the way where I am at in terms of these issues, but when confronted with this left-wing nonsense, he didn't bend over backwards to please them. He shut that down immediately, and even ended up swearing at this person, which I really appreciate. But hey... Those are just my thoughts. If you have a different opinion or the same opinion, let me know down in the comments below. I always love to read your comments. If you like this video, then show me by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me talking about Dr. Phil's totally underrated Defund the Police segment. Till next time.